podcast about everything purposeful and being on that journey of life. I am your host, Karen Sinclair, your resident life architect and purpose alchemist. I'm happy to have you. This week we're talking about friendships. Yeah. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay. Friends. You know, your parents always warned you about friends. I was trying to think about how I was going to start this podcast. And I'm like, yeah, my mama always warned me about friends. How I use the word, how I choose people. So, yeah, I'm starting out this podcast with friends. The most difficult job that we can have of choosing people to call friends. We're going to talk about purposeful friendships this week on the podcast. You know, we meet people all the time and we basically subconsciously place them in these compartments and they serve a purpose in our lives within those compartments. So they're affiliates, the folks that you see once in a while, or you may be in a group or a social club and you see these people at meetings or you may see them at conferences. But once you leave that venue or you leave that, that event, you totally just forget about the person and you keep it moving. You have associates, you know, the ones that you may have met on Facebook and Snapchat, Instagram, or, you know, just people that you work with. You know, some people, you meet them at church. I call them Sunday friends. You know, we'll do brush together. But then once we leave, again, life goes on. And when you see them again, you know, you do the same thing or you guys have a ritual, but that's it. They function within that space and that scope of relationship or or partnership or whatever um, situations that you're in together. Then you have friends, you know, people that you'll say, okay, they're my friend. I might call them. You can email them. You might check in on them. You respond to their posts on Facebook. You know, you at them in pictures or at them when you're somewhere. You'll go somewhere. You'll see something. You'll think about them. You're like, hey, I think you would like this. Great. Like anyone who goes anywhere and see anything prints, I get a text, you know, of a picture because it's a a picture of Prince or something related to his music. So those are friends. And then you have what some people call the La Costa Nostra. They call them, you know, the bomb squad. They call them the holy of holies. Those are the individuals that come hell or high water, come sun, rain, sleet, snow, earthquake. They ride with you. They will pull you up by your bootstraps, but they will knock you all the way down to get your ego in check and then give you a band-aid and say, let's get it together. Now let's go eat. Those individuals are what I want to talk about today. They are who I want to highlight today and basically talk you through how you, how you treat and cultivate relationship with these people that sit in your holy of holies, these purposeful friends. And why, Karen, why do I want to have friends like that? Because when you are working in and on purpose, you need a squad of people that's going to ride with you. You need some people that's going to have your back when you're taking a nap. You need some people that will speak for you, move for you. They're basically like your sponsors. They handle business for you without handling business for you. And there are some people who won't really even mess with you because they know that one's a tight one. She rocks with her. Mm-mm. I know that I have some friends that people will say, you know, I know you're very protective of this one, as you should know. Not saying that I'm going to like cause like World War Three, but you never know. I'm protective of certain individuals that sit in certain circles because they mean that much to me. They're purposeful friends. And I have taken time to cultivate those relationships. When my book came out, they were the first ones to 
review and edit. They were the first ones to host a signing. They were the first ones to blast it on social media. I mean, before I even knew what I was doing, they were rocking and riding with me. So you have to be able to celebrate those people in and out of season. We'll talk about that, but I definitely want to talk to you about Purposeful Friends. Are you ready? Okay, so... I am my mama's only child. Diddy has one cub. My I have four of the siblings with my dad, and I'm really great with them. I love them dearly. But I am that single cub that grew up as a single person. Um, and so building friendships and relationships for me was very band-aid-ish, right? So I, I'm, come, I'm a weird type of friend. I would move in certain stages of my life when I might. We've relocated. It was around the time that you would get to building in-depth and deep relationships with people. But I didn't get to do that because we were like, oh, on to the next one. You know how families are. Well, on to the next one. And so so when I became an adult in building friendships, some people thought I was flaky. I'm not flaky. I'm far from flaky. I am 100% intentional, intentional about my friendships and my relationships. And so what I learned about friends was that I can do with them and I can do without them. I never longed for something I didn't have, right? So I have family members and they're my family, but they were, they're my family. I don't categorize them as friends. They're my family. It's like when people say, yeah, you know, I went out with such and such and we had um, lobster or I had shrimps. Yo, it was a dope date. Okay. I'm allergic to seafood. I don't eat any kind of seafood. So you're not popping off on me person because I don't. No, I will never experience what it is that you're trying to share. So when people were like, oh, you don't have a deep, close friend. This is in like my 20s. I was like, eh, I got peoples. We good. <laughs> we real good. And so um, we're good on any MLK Boulevard. So I never really wanted to or longed for those type of relationships. It wasn't until I got a little older and I realized that there were certain people in my world that no matter where they went, I shifted with them, right? And so I had to place them where they belonged. But those were relationships when I looked back on them that I actually invested time in. There was a relationship that I invested resources in. And not that they used me, I used them. No, it's like we went through some, we weathered some storms and they were worth all of it. And to this day, since like, to this day, we're still friends. Like, I don't move without them and they don't move without me, right? So I never really longed for friends, but I think I longed for deep and lasting relationships with individuals that would stand the test of time with me. And so that worked out great for me. And so I call those my purpose friends or my God-ordained relationships with friends. And I think that more people need those because especially now, I always blame stuff on today's generation. It's not a generational thing. It's just, you know, that's the way the tides are turning. You know, you don't necessarily have to go and do talent showcases to be found and, you know, get a record deal. You can have all you need is a million hits on like YouTube and you could be saying skibbly bop 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 and you get a record deal, you know? So it doesn't, going the extra mile, it's not something that everyone else does, but if you do it, you will understand that, hey, 
I think that this is where I need to sit and cultivate some type of long lasting relationships. So I want to share my tidbits on cultivating lasting friendships and purposeful friendships. The first thing that I want you to think about is, you know, who are who are the individuals in my circle that I would really want them to ride with me all the way out and who have been riding with me all the, the way out and how did that relationship evolve? How do we function? Is it one of those dysfunctional, functional relationships and you can't live without them? It's not just spouse people. Those are just regular friends, right? Or is it just that that friends has been with you since second grade, they know where all the bones are buried. So don't you dare, you know, mix them out of the conversation because your whole me your whole mess will be in the street. No, I'm talking about the friends who are like, yeah, I'm rocking and riding with this person and they mean a lot to me and I know I mean a lot to them. Those individuals belong in your holy of holies. But then be careful about how you put them in your holy of holies, right? So it's like the holy of holies is just one category. There's no compartments in holy of holies. Then since they've been riding with you forever, they know where the bones are buried, you still trust them to this day because you still share, yes, they belong at the holy of holies. If there is a fear factor or an apprehension or something of that nature while you are moving to date, nah, -uh, no, they could stay in a friend category. And they could just be that good friend that you just you just had since childhood, right? So I would say to you, when you meet people now and you're like drawn to them for whatever reason, date them. Date them. So when you have a potential boo, you know, hi boo cakes. I'm feeling that person. They cute. He cute. She cute. Hello. You want to go out with them, right? You want to go to the movies. You want to go to dinner. You want to converse. You want to be able to follow them on social media. You want to see how they, you know, are in and out of season. You want to make sure that person is someone that you can sit and bond and build with, right? It's the same with friends. What do you guys have in common? What are you going to talk about? How can you build each other up? How can they support you and you them? How they, can they support, you know, your goals and you theirs? These type of friendships are important, but it's great to basically do an archaeological dig as you're getting to know them, not to know their business, people, but to know that it's a someone that I'm building a foundation of friendship. That means they're going to permeate into your family, right? They become a family member. Your kids are going to be calling them auntie and uncle or Miss Karen or, you know, Mr. Such and Such. The, your mom is going to meet them and your, your friends, other family members are going to meet them and they'll be able to take to them. Because if you don't do this and you just start saying in an adult age, that this person is my great friend, my best friend, you are setting yourself up for major disappointments, major disappointments. And I think at a certain age, there are steps and there are, there are steps that you can put in place to avoid, you know, major disasters. Now stuff happens, people. But if you are cautious and if you take the time to do the work, if you're assiduous in the work that you do and cultivating these friendships and relationships, you will hit less speed bumps. So date that potential person. You know, do I like this attitude? Ooh, there's a little rage there. But can I talk to them? Do they listen? Do they listen when I talk? Do I listen when they talk? Do I value what they say? Are they showing interest in more than just what they think they can get from me? Is this friendship looking like it's going to be a whole lot more than just we going out for drinks? 
we going out to eat, we're going to party. Is it something that they can call me and say, hey, I saw this opportunity or hey, I just want to run something by you because, you know, it's not anything deep, but I'm just in a headspace. Or if they just want to be petty, <laughs> they just want to be ghetto. They just want to be whatever. They're just going to call you and they can just be in that space. And when they hang up, it is what it is. It never happened. You forget it. They forget it. You giggle about it when you see each other. Those relationships, when you go on dates with these people, when you sit and you talk to them and there are different nuances that you learn about them and they learn about you, those things are able to happen and you think nothing of it. So you have to date a friend. Date your friend right another thing that that you in the dating of the friend that i found really important is around that time you can see if your spirit take theirs now let me tell you something i'm a capricorn uh you know i'm a christmas baby so you throw a party i'm in and i nine times out of ten i do it less now than i did it before but i was keeping the party popping because i just knew i knew how to dance and don't tell me i can't sing i am a whole show but if my spirit didn't really take to you, I knew how to mask it enough that wherever we were and whatever we were doing, we were able to function. But once I walked out of that space, you, your spirit, and everything else stayed in that space and I'm gone. That's a gift. I say it was a gift because I think I'd have gotten Ajna by now with all the stuff that's happening with friends, right? In the cultivating of dating and, and getting to know each other, you get to see what they are like spiritually. You get the energy lingers a little while longer and you're able to see if it, if it mixes with yours. Even when they're in a bad mood, even when they're in a foul mood, even when they're in a negative place, it's not so pungent that you're like, mm, I'm not messing with you. You're able to massage them through or just go, I'm gonna let you sit. If you're like me, cause I'm, I'm the one that will say, you got, three, you got three minutes, three whole minutes to get through this here. And then we're going to continue on with the matter at hand. Your spirit takes to them. So in the whole dating of a friend, you get to know who they are inside and outside. And you get to know who they are spiritually. Now, everything else that works in their life, you're not one to criticize. You are that critic, but you're not that critic that's taking them down all the time. Because sometimes you will come with some criticism and healthy one at that, but you have some suggestions in the process. And other times you're like, I don't have any suggestions, but this right here just don't look good. Let's figure it out together. Those types of advice come when you have built and cultivated certain kind of friendships and relationships with people. You have to keep that in mind. I mean, I'm hoping I'm not psychobabbling. I just think that it's important that we date friends as we try to date prospective romantic partners. These are prospective spiritual soul partners. You might want to date them as well. Oh, I like that soul partners, right? Now, does your mama take to their spirit? Because, you know, my mama don't like nobody. When my mama likes you, sometimes I just roll my eyes and go, oh, gosh, I might not be able to get rid of that person. But one of the things, you know, while you're dating a friend and your mama hears about them and see about them, oh, how such and such, how they kids, how's, mm, yeah, they, they're a stay. Uh, so you date a friend. The other thing that you can do is inquire about their well-being in and out of season. 
Inquire about their well-being in and out of season. What does that mean, Karen? What is in season? So simple. In season is when they're high on that rock, when they are doing that work, when they're winning, when everyone is like, yo, y'all are popping. You did that. Uh, let me get your phone number. Let's have dinner. Oh, let's see if you can help me. You know, one of my friends just got a huge um, promotion and all of these inquiries are coming in and I'm like oh that's an that's an out of season in season because people will ride with you when you are on a high but they disappear when you're on a low the low is out of season the low is out of season so when you're not in the limelight when you are drudging up the hill when you are pushing that boulder with your bare hands and you're nine months pregnant I am going there yes I am and your ankles are swollen or, sir, when you have four jobs, you're trying to take care of your family and your kids, and you know it, your bank account is just not matching the needs of your family. You are pushing a boulder uphill. That's low. Who are the friends that you can lean on, call on? They won't say anything to you. I, re I loved Love Is. Okay, I got on it late, and I binge-watched most of it. But there was the one scene in the season finale when the friend Sean wanted Yassine to say to him, go for it. Just say, go for it. And he told him, he was like, yo, man, just tell me to go for it. Because he wanted to, A, live his, leave his girl, but just go off on his own and try something. And Yassine was trying to tell him to be cautious. But for Sean, he just wanted someone to say to him, yo, man, just jump. Jump in the pool and figure it out then. Sometimes you need those type of friends that will say to you, hey, just jump. And when you jump, I got you. But if you jump and you start drowning, that's out of season. Are they going to jump in and save you? Do they have lifeguards? Do they have a phone number? Do they have the little floaty things to help you get out? That's low season. Or are they just going to be there when you get to the other side of the pool because you took a chance and you came, up on, came out on top and you made it to that goal? Are they just going to ride with you? When you have purposeful relationships and you've cultivated these friendships that people come for, come for you and with you when you need them even when you don't need them those folks are the ones that should be at the other side of the of the pool cheering you on like yeah you can do this now look here i'm not jumping in the pool with you because i can't swim but i will run alongside that pool and you will hear me you will hear me. <laughs> my my baby's in Florida. <laughs> the one play saga. She was like, you will not come to any of my games because you're going to be loud. I sure will because I am number one cheerleader. Yeah. I will run alongside the pool. You need the friends that's going to run alongside of the pool telling you to breathe. You got this. Do it. Singing your favorite Biggie song, Jay song, whatever. They will be there. When you get to the end, they're like, that's what's up. They don't have, they don't have to party with you and do anything else. They're like, yeah, that's what's up. You did that. You did that. That accolade from that individual will mean a whole lot more than the 900 who are out of season and they only show up when you win. You want to be that friend in season and out of season. So when you are going through, a girlfriend of mine was just going through her um, dissertation and she was just out of season, head down, making it happen, trying to get it done. A lot of times her statement was, I received a text from such and such. Such and such has sent me some good energy, blah, blah, blah. That means a whole lot more than when you're done, yo, let's make this happen. Let's celebrate when you're done. Right now, 
I need you to be like, girl, you got this? You need some you need some grapes or something? Let me drop off a bottle. Because I'll drop off a bottle of wine. You need some wine? What do you need? You want friends who will be in season and out of season with you. And you have to be that type of friend who is in season and out of season in relationships. You're not just there for the accolades and the highlights. You're there when the nails are broken and, and you know, the, the, the tears of blood and running down their faces. You want to be that type of friends. Remember last week? the last podcast that was like the bane of my existence when everyone kept saying did you really have to say the 12 disciples were the squad and they fell asleep yeah because they're in season friends but they were acting out of season he just asked them to do one thing you had one job stay up and pray you're gonna fall asleep they're still great friends right there's still people that he really wanted to he loved them and whatever else but sometimes you pick folk who are great in season and out of season, they become tired. The fatigue hits them. We all get tired out of season. But you know what? If that person is spiritually connected to you, if that person is someone who always rocks and rolls with you, your out of season means nothing because you're there for them regardless. So inquire about them and their well-being in and out of season. You date them. You're there for them in and out of season. Hope this is making sense. I'm going to go into a little commission. Yeah. Okay, so last week I told you about this box, right? Um, have you had experience of month? Have you experienced monthly subscriptions? I know some of you do, you know, the hair boxes, the makeup boxes, the fashion subscriptions. They come monthly for a very low fee. Some of them are $35, like the one I'm getting ready to talk about. Well, the Greeks of the Divine Nine, two groups, we have a subscription box that comes monthly, and it's from the Ivy Storehouse, www.ivystorehouse.com. It's a $35 box and has a variety of sorority affiliated very very good quality items um the home fashion accessories you know they come every month and i call it joy in a box you can't tell me anything when that thing comes and if it's stuff that i can't use guess what i gift it and people go crazy right now they're only servicing two orgs alpha kappa alpha sorority incorporated and sigma gamma rho sorority incorporated and guess what they have partnered with the international organization as a fundraising source so you your org if you're not getting a subscription of the ivy box if it's not available to your group guess what you should do call corporate office make that happen tell them you want it because you want someone that's providing you with these sexy products that's also partnering with your org and helping them raise money for their educational fund or whatever else it is but I totally love my Ivy box every time I get it. And I think you need to get one too if you're a member of Sigma Gamma Rho and Alpha Kappa Alpha is $35 a month. Get your box. Now, if you're not a member, you know, there are things that come, you know, with the privilege of being a member. When you become one or if you think about being one, you know, then you can get it. But share it with a friend who is a member. All right, let's get back to said show. All right, so... I talked about dating the friend. Then I talked about being there for them in and out of season. Are you getting this? So do you know what a give get is? Um, some people, they, they on certain board of directors or they're like on advisory boards and then they have these events and they're like, you know, I'm selling tickets. I'm on a board and we're trying to raise funds. So let's say they're, um, they're supposed to 
they're responsible for $3,000 for as being a member of that board, right? And they're like, mm, I can write a check for 3000 or I can sell tickets to this annual event and basically raise my 3000 So you either get $3,000 worth of tickets sold or you give $3,000. So you either get 3000 from outside or you give the 3000 yourself. It's a give-get. Either way you look at it, that organization gets their 3000 All right? So that's what these purposeful friendships are. It's a give-get. And the giving and the getting, it's more about, it becomes more than just a topical friendship. Because remember, they're in your holy of holies. Remember, there's a soulful and a spiritual connection with that person. That individual is there to lift you up when you are down and you're doing the same from them. There's a give-get. That person can speak life into a situation where you just feel so despondent and you can do the same thing for them. There's the give-get. So a lot of these purposeful relationships are here as a give-get. And sometimes God places these people in our circles and in our, our life and in our area, the radius of where we move, so that we can look and feel the warmth and the love of that person with no strings attached, no strings attached. And it just takes you to another place because if you're in a situation at home with the children, with the spouse, with your parents, it's one thing because you have to deal with it in a certain way. But when it comes to that friend, they're there with you and it's like, yo, I got you. What do you need? It's like going back to Love Is when Yasin had to move out of Ruby's place. You know who he called Sean? Sean was like, "Really? You you got free? You got free lodging? Twenty five dollars a box?" You know, Sean was always there for Yasin. Always complained. All he complained from the door to the car to the drop off. But it was Yasin never took it personally. It was in love. It was in love. And how you know it's in love? Because when they're doing the flashbacks of the of the couple then you realized that this silence behind me. When they did the flashback, you see that Sean is still there with him in their old age, talking smack, you know? So there's that give get that you get in relationships that's not it's so it's tangible, you know, it's palatable. And that's the best feeling in the whole wide world. I'm sharing this with you, but I have relationships personally with individuals that I don't know where I would be or how certain things would turn out if they were not there for me in that holy of holy um, place. Because some of them had prayed me through it, some of them had dragged me through it, some of them had beat me up through it. But it was always done and is always done in love. And that's one area of friendship that I never do switch outs. The holy of holies. They die out. Yeah, okay. And so the last thing is reciprocity. It's reciprocity. I mean, when we are in friendships, when we are in relationships, um, not romantic relationships, when we have like, you know, platonic friendships and relationships with people, there are times that there's some folks that you know, I'm always in the space to give them. I'm always in the space to give them. I'm going to provide because life happens for them all the time. Life happens to them all the time. And it's not necessarily their fault. That's one thing. That's a different type of friendship. But when you have that purposeful, God-ordained relationship with a friend and that person doesn't reciprocate the, the, the empathy, they don't reciprocate 
the time, they don't reciprocate the kind of friendship and the energy that you give to the relationship, then you have to really sit back and go, did I create this or was this really someone that was placed here? Because at some point you learn, right? There are people you're like, you're going to be, no, there are some people who will say, you're going to be my friend. Okay, I am. And then they do all the things that they see your besties and the people who are really tight with you. They do all the things that they see them doing. Muscle memory is real. You're like, oh, wow, that's kind of dope. That's kind of this, that's kind of that. There's an ulterior motive. You're not thinking about it because that's not how you roll, but that's how they roll. When the time comes and they get what they want from you, they start moving, but their movements are a little faster, a little bit more distant, and nine times out of ten, it's done in, in a really, like, they're very discreet, but it's like a sneaky discreet, right? And so when it's time to reciprocate, because you're going to keep moving the way you move, they're not there. They're busy. Life is happening. All these things. Oh, really? There's a level of reciprocity that's required in these purposeful relationships that you have to make sure at the door. Okay, you cross the threshold. Okay, right there in the living room where you know you stop before you go down the hallway to talk to him. Before they even say hi. You need to make sure that there will be a level of reciprocity that's equal to what you're going to give. Because right now... Wherever they are in your world, you should be there in their world. And if you're not, you will know and you should just take that as a flare. Because we make mistakes. Again, sometimes we misread the board. I'm good for that. You'll misread the board and you will think, hey, this person is there for a reason. I'm going to rock with them. Mm -mm. They want something. They're real friendly. They're inviting you over. They got you a ticket. But now that they're in the room, nah, I don't have any more tickets. They have new friends. It's like that Beyonce song. My friends, your friends are better than your friends. I won't be able to sing that. We ain't got to pretend. No, I'm singing that to my people. Reciprocity comes in many ways. But a good way that these purposeful friendships show you where reciprocity is, is if these people can pour into you and you listen because the motive is good, their energy is great, and you receive it, and you're able to say thank you and vice versa. Vice versa is important because there's some people they can dictate to you. They can they can talk you all the way through, honey. Yes, they can, but they can't receive it themselves because you don't know any better. You haven't lived. You haven't experienced. Really? I haven't? Okay. If the person can pour and then receive a pour, that's reciprocity. That's that type of relationship that you want. Now, anybody can pour into you now. You can get somebody to pour into you on TV, on social media. Some people see a post and was like, yes, that spoke to my life. Yes, that's gospel. Yes, you did that. Mm -mm. That's not what I'm talking about. There's another level. It's levels. You got level up. Mm. Level up, level up, level up. There are levels to this. When you get to that level of God-ordained friendships and purposeful friendships, when they pour, it's totally different. It's way more than a post on social media. You will know because it goes into your spirit. They pour into your soul. I went through a little static energy period a few weeks ago. No, last week. 
So we had Mercury, Saturn, Uranus, and everybody else's mama planet in retrograde. And so that means the energy cycle out here was crazy. And for those of us who are very sensitive to the energies, it was a slaughter. I mean, I don't know how some of us functioned, but we did, right? We're still standing. However, it was just a very shaky period and we were just all out of sorts and, and, and everything was distorted because the energy fields within the universe was off and that of people who are sensitive to these things, it was off as well. And I got to a place where I felt like Super Mario and Mario Brothers, when you know when you're playing the game and Mario is walking, shoulders moving, head bopping to the side, and you get to the wall, but he's still walking. I love that. I swear to you, I'm so simple. I really love when that happens. I just sometimes I would play the kids Mario stuff and just watch him in the wall. Okay, <laughs> I digress. I felt like Mario Brothers. I felt like Super Mario at the wall, and I just wanted to just throw the towel in and just say, forget this, forget everything. And I sent a text to a friend, simple one line. And the response was a poor. When I read the response, it was one of those things, you know, have you ever had someone say something to you you're like, oh, the aha moment, but it was a oh, suck that good ear and you're like, oh, choke on the ear. That's what happened to me. And I couldn't even respond. I had to wait to respond because it spoke to my spirit. The response was, get this people, the response was everything that I was screaming and praying about in anger and in, in desperation and in fear and in everything, everything that I was just all out of sorts about and praying to God about because I, this energy level was just throwing me off. The response that I received to my statement spoke to all of it. That's a poor. Now that was a uh, that was an alley oop poor. Okay, that was a straight up alley oop. Like get the ball in, get it in. It hit me so much to the point where I am still it. You know this 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 podcast is called Cadence in the Clouds, and I'm trying to get you to a space where every time you hear it, there's something within one of these episodes that takes you up a little higher. Is that like that level up, and it get, you will get to a point where you're sitting perched in the clouds because you're so comfortable in who you are. You're comfortable in your purpose. You're comfortable on this journey, and that's why it's called per Cadence in the Clouds. Now, that response took me straight up to the clouds. It perched me on the highest peak of a mountain, Mount Everest. Here I come. I was, I was, I summited with that response because it spoke to my soul. It spoke to my spirit. It spoke to where I was and where I need to go and what was happening. Okay. That's that same individual. I know for a fact that I can speak to them and they can summit. There's a level of trust. There's a level of respect and understanding that comes when you have God-ordained relationships and purposeful friendships that when people pour into you, the, you will receive it without a question. And sometimes you receiving it is a pour into them. Hey, I just blessed y'all. Y'all better know. Sometimes you receiving it is a pour for them. Okay. So understand that reciprocity, 
the give gets of these relationships is important. It's very important because without that, this will not be a functionable, purposeful friendship. It will be one person leading the other and someone's going to get tired and it ain't going to work. All right. So I shared a few things with you. I shared, you know, that in order to to cultivate these purposeful friendships, you should date a friend, date the person, date them like you would date a dude or, you know, a chickity chick chick. Right? Date them. Then I suggested that you inquire about these people, about their well-being in and out of season. Mm-hmm. That they're important to you. Inquire in and out of season. So date them. Inquire in and out of season. And understand that it's a give get. There's a level of reciprocity that has to take place. And if you respect each other and love each other, it will be so natural that no one will think anything of it. I really do hope that this podcast is a great deal of inspiration to you and that you will share it with your friends and your family and that you will put me up with a DM note or you can email me. And more importantly, you will share it with your friends. I am on social media, Karen H. Sinclair. That's right, on Twitter, Instagram, and on the book. So you can hit me up, share this podcast with a friend. We are on SoundCloud. We are on um, iTunes, Google Play, and we're also on Podbean. I'm on Spotify, yay! And the host for this podcast is Podbean. I really do hope that you enjoy your week, and I will be seeing you in the clouds. Take care.